got it. Okay, so are we ready? Yes. Yes. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and today is a special Call Your Ghoul Friends episode, because today I am joined by my boo-boo, Mikey. Hi. And our special, very special guest, Miss Yahira, Doug's Hi. wife. Hi. It's Mrs. <laughs> Yahira to you, Adrian. Mrs. Yahira. <laughs> Don't give any of these gentlemen listeners false hope, or some women listeners. Yes, well, say hello to the mutant goons <laughs> from beyond. Well, I guess you guys already did that, but yeah, know. we did. But hi again, <laughs> hi again. Welcome, Yahira. Good to have you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes, so yes, we've been trying. We were talking about this recently. I'm like, we need to get Yahira on an episode. She's in the chat now, and you know we basically like it's it's like all your hire like we love doug but you know we love you hira like a little you, bit more no just kidding <laughs> have you ever been on an episode you hira no actually i never been like i oh. seen him when he records all the time but i never been and then actually i watch all the movies that you guys actually do record and so on yeah but uh, i never been in an episode i know doug likes to tell us your opinion on some of them when we watch a movie together and he's like well your hira didn't like it either um <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm surprised you I'm surprised you haven't been on because I always think of like I always just imagine you as one of the hosts anyways because you're we always plug B movie TV we always talk about you you're always like around B, we always post you on Instagram so it's <laughs> I was like I don't think she's actually ever been on even before I've been on so how appropriate yeah. for you to be on a call your ghoul friends episode because now the ghoul friend trifecta is complete and we don't have any more lame penises flying around. I know. I know. We're like the Latin lovers <laughs> over here. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, it is true. We're all Latin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're the tres leches. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. See, we're a very diverse podcast here at Sastra's Podcast. So, well, yay. <laughs> if I may ask a question and take over AIDS' job, since this is mm. the first time you've been on the show, I want to know... What's your favorite horror movie? Or like, what's your top three? What's your relationship with horror? Yeah, like what got you into horror? What's your like top three horror movies? Tell us everything about you and horror. Okay, so my top three, all time top three, um, it has to be um, Child's Play 2. Mm -hmm. And um, it has to be also, I was like five when I watched The, fir um, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one, the, the first one. Um, and all I remember of that is just flipping channels around 10 p.m. when I'm not supposed to, because I'm supposed <laughs> to be mad. And um, and seeing him um, with a song, it's like, one, two, it's yeah. coming for you. Yeah, and then seeing his hand grabbing the person when he breaks the, the door and grabbing her, you know, towards mm -hmm. the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I remember screaming and be like, oh, and then the <laughs> next day I told my mom and then mom was like, why are you watching TV at 10 p.m.? Like, you're supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> so yeah yeah I but think i remember it's... the song in spanish because that's how i watch it oh. so so the first time i watched it in english was when i met doug and so when i met doug and i was like oh you want to watch um they were on elm street I'm like yeah and then i watched it in english i was like oh 
<laughs> it sounds way more scary in English than it sounds in Spanish. Oh my God, I can't imagine Freddy Krueger no. speaking Spanish. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder who they got to voice his his voice in Spanish. That's so I wonder funny. the same thing. Actually, I don't know who voiced them. Um, the same with Charles Play, who voiced Chucky. I don't know who does it in Spanish, but it doesn't sound the same as in English. Yeah. Elvis Crespo. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's just funny because a lot of those characters, like their voice is so iconic and we hear it like, you know, you can hear Freddy Krueger saying his lines and Chucky, like we only know his voice based off of just like in terms of like the actor and what the actor brings to the, the character, it's just his voice. So it's interesting to think of a Chucky or a child's play movie that's not, um, shit, what's his name? Brad Dourif. Yeah, Brad Dourif. There you go. Well, Mark Hamill technically he, he did okay, Chucky, but yeah, he was the AI yeah. Chucky. But have you always yeah. liked horror, Yahira? Yeah, I think since I was a kid, I always yeah. like it. Yeah, I mostly of the um, girls in my school when I was in elementary school and um, middle school, they were always make fun of me because I didn't like like the love um. love drama movies, <laughs> and I would be like, "No, that's too much. It's too it's too sappy for me." And they're like. Eh. That's why you're like a boy, you know, and so, so that's that's real life. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I didn't, I didn't care. It was funny, and that's how she found Doug. Oh, <laughs> I think it's funny that I think a lot of Latin kids like horror because we're brought up with such horrifying stories from our parents. They always have like the oh, the donkey lady's behind your bed and she'll snatch you if you misbehave. And like, I don't know if other cultures scare the shit out of their kids to control them, but that's probably why we're all like, oh yeah, Freddy Krueger, he's not as bad as the donkey lady. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like, I remember when we were kids, my mom would say like, if you don't eat your veggies, el coco is going to get you. And so it's like this thing that's supposed to be like, they grab you or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. For, I haven't heard of for the For a long time. Yeah, it's like something in Peru. That's what they said. Like, oh, if you don't need your veggies, the coco te va a agarrar. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. It's like, but when you're a kid, you do believe it. Like, you know, oh, yeah. and then I remember when I had like little, um, my niece and nephews will say the same thing. It was like, oh, if you don't need it, el coco te viene por ti. And like, and mm -hmm. like, like, my little niece would be like this. <laughs> I remember when my parents used to take, because I have a lot of cousins, when we'd go to Mexico, in order for to get, because we were a lot of cousins, there was like six of us. We'd always be running around the hotel acting crazy. And our parents would always tell us stories about like, the example I used earlier with something hiding behind the headboard if we're misbehaving, that's where I learned that one. Um, <laughs> so, um, Meanwhile, yeah. Mikey's terrorizing his own children now with the same story. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, these kids are way too sensitive for that. They can't even watch like Coco Melon's Halloween special. But yeah, so, well, I mean, I think that horror is very iconic, especially when you're a kid, because it's like so taboo, right? You know, you're not supposed to be watching it. So you're, you're very into it. And, you know, just like you, Mikey, I had 50,000 cousins and nobody, the adults never watched us. It was always the cousins. So if my older cousins were watching horror, the little ones would be watching it too, because like, what else can we do? Right. So, you know, it's one of those things that I think. It's it's a nice way to bring people together. So I was just telling somebody yesterday that, you know, like my regular friends really don't care for horror. Dan doesn't care for horror or any of that. And like 
really, it wasn't until I started the podcast with you guys that I actually found people with the same interests as me. And like, we have this whole like friendship now and we have all these chats that we hang out in and, you know, we're doing a podcast together. So I think that, you know, oh, that's us. a lot of people. That's us. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, what great friends. And we all went to Cal we all went to California and then we got to see Yahira and Doug and Jake and, and and Mikey came too. So it was a lot of fun. And I think that, you know, um I I would rather be a horror fanatic and have all of you than just be watching rom coms all day and be boring. So, you know. Ugh, <laughs> I do love you, Jalen. <laughs> But anyway, so, I have one more question. One more question for Yahira. Okay, one more question. Yahira. Well, actually, it's a two-part question. Because I think you're stealing Austin's format, and he's not going to be happy when he hears this. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Austin. A Frightmares podcast. Listen wherever podcasts are sold. Um, <laughs> so for Peru, when did you move over here to the United States? In 2006. So I was like oh, almost wow. 16. I was 15 and a half. Okay. Was there any horror films in peru that aren't here that you liked or that they're probably maybe here but they weren't a big deal here but you saw in peru like a peruvian is that what it's called peruvian a peruvian horror film um there is a couple peruvian horror films but the reality is that um there is tons of ideas but there is not much baggage or money to mm -hmm. make them happen so if they are movies they're really low baggage and some of them never see the light of day so they wouldn't even sense. be in in like in any like local theater or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but there is tons of legends and tons of like people that talk to other people about different things. Um, a lot of ghost stories, extremely a lot of ghost stories. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta keep the kids in check somehow. <laughs> yeah. So um a couple of years ago, actually, I think it was like in 2014 or 2015, they created um there's actually a movie called La Casa Matusita which is like, it's a place that used to exist in Lima that is a really, really old Spanish like type colonial house. And that house had a lot of ghost stories. Like whenever you will pass by, people will tell you different things about it. Like, oh, the whole family died there out of like, out of, out of this disease or somebody murdered the whole family by putting something in their food. Or like it was a lot of different things going on in there. And then people will swear by it that like, the lights will turn on at night, you know, and different things like that. They even had like a whole crew of like ghost chasers go inside the house. And so they created a um, a movie about it. Um, but I hear that it was really bad. I had never watched it. Um, but I, my friend, no, my cousin actually was the one who watched it. And she told me, I went to the theater and watch it, but it wasn't scary. And I was like, oh, okay. But well, now um, I have to look it up. I, yeah, I would will, I will actually will have to actually look at it and, and watch it. Um, I wish that um, in Peru there will be more money that mm -hmm. or will be people who want to put money into um, young directors or directors in general who wanted to create more horror because there is a lot, a lot of like stories and there's a lot of legends mm -hmm. and there's a lot to work on that you can actually make it a movie happen. You know, it's so different than in Mexico because I feel like in Mexicans is completely different story. They do care a lot about movies. And, and they do put a lot of money into different projects and different people that want to create stuff to put the culture more out there. And I feel like in Peru, that's what's lacking. There's not type of like, like the type of support that they probably people need. They don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully they get it because sounds like your country has a lot of uh, stories to tell. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I think it's important that we, you know, feature other cultures. There's a lot of, you know, like Mexico does a lot of really good yeah. horror films. And Mexico so, and Indonesia yeah. and mm-hmm. like, in, I'm surprised how much comes out of Indonesia. So, you know, I I really think that it's important that, you know, other cultures and their stories, you know, are showcased in horror and, you know, for for a genre that seems to be doing a lot of remakes lately, or all of the time, I should say, you know, there's so many like fresh ideas that they could stem from. And like, I don't see why you wouldn't go back and look at different and look at different cultures and, you know, there's stories that they have to tell. And, you know, especially because, you know, you have Krampus like in Germany and you have like all these different like, you know, things that scare you from all these, you know, um, foreign cultures. Like why, you know, why is it so hard to to create something new that is legitimately scary you know like i feel like lately it's been hit or miss you know um and obviously there's a lot of uh what is it divide on skin and rink well (laughs) i was about to mention i feel like my gut instincts are telling me that things might change for the better for horror because whether you like skin and rink Outwaters is getting the same reception. More people like Outwaters than Skin and Marine because there's more of a narrative, but it still goes batshit at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But Outwaters and the newest one is the Blood and Honey, which I heard isn't great, but it's still, it was made for like 100000 and it's already past the million dollar mark in the movie theater. Like it's showing that even if it's not great, people go see them. So I'm hoping that that means more goodies for us to see in the theaters even if we have to get through a couple of stinkers first (laughs) exactly so speaking of stinkers well not really so (laughs) this episode is actually our patreon pick uh from brenda rico on our patreon um one of our patreon members and brenda's very uh vocal on the patreon but i just don't know a lot about you so if you (laughs) you know I, i don't know if you're on instagram or anything brenda did join the the fitness challenge oh cool so hi brenda when this episode airs um hi. we'll still be doing the fi- <laughs> <laughs> hi. thank you for joining brenda i don't think they've logged any um any workouts yet but hi that's okay. brenda the, i take it back the more the merrier i know right? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but listen y'all need to just keep on logging because we're kicking we're kicking we're kicking uh, in though because i log in in the morning after my work and i was like yeah i know <laughs> yeah exactly because much ado about nerding. They're trying so hard. And the thing is they have like, they have Joe and they have Carlos and they have uh, a couple other people that are, you know, avid fitness people on their team, but I just, they're just not logging. And then, you know, we have so many people, but I think it's even now there's 11 people on both teams. And so for those of you who don't know, we're doing a fitness challenge with much ado about nerding um, Joe and Sally, their brother and sister. And they are, 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 you know, like, I don't want to say sister, pod, you know, sister podcast, but they're friends of ours. Um, we've done crossover episodes with them. Joe and Sally have been on a few episodes with us. Uh, I think that namely the crow and apostle. And so, and, and then Jake's been on their show a few times. So it's just so know, sad that they're losing. I know. It's just really sad because, mm, you know, I mean, I knew we were going to win. I know, but I know. I'm sorry. Sorry <laughs> to that man. Like Kiki Palmer says. Oh, I know. So anyway, sorry, Joe and Sally that we're kicking y'all's ass, but you know, we are the slashers and you know, obviously the slashers are going to overcome the nerds. I guess you could say we're slashing the competition. (laughs) 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 So 
So anyway, so that was just a quick little stint on our fitness challenge. If you still want to join, just go ahead and DM any of us and we'll send you the invite. Uh, you just have to download the Gym Rats app and then put it in the code and just join on in and make sure you join our team and not the nerds. It'll say slashers. We're the slashers and Joe and mm -hmm. Sally's team are our nerd nation. So anyway, um, having said that, uh, Brandon chose The Stylist and this movie came out in 2020. I want to say, yeah, it came out in 2020. It premiered at. It had a real uh, good vision. To fantastic it. Fest, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, it it it, was, it it was it stemmed from the short film of the mm -hmm. same name, and you know, there's a lot of good things. That, there's a lot of good things in theory about this film, especially you know, it's written and directed by a woman who's also a hairstylist, Jill Gervis. Hey, girl. I can't say her name. I was making Jill. a vision joke because it came out in 2020, but yeah. Garvagesian. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what it's that means. It's fine. Okay. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> and so she, uh, she, the, the film is written and directed by a woman, and it stars uh, one of my favorite independent actresses, Nahara Thompson. Like, I love her. The redhead, the main in, one? Yes. Um, I mm. love her in Contracted. You guys have never seen Contracted. It's such a good film. Contracted follows this woman who, her, who uh, gets date raped at a party. She's actually a lesbian. She and her girlfriend break up. She goes to a party, gets drunk, and she hooks up with this guy. But I think he puts something in her drink and she falls asleep. But anyways, he actually worked in a, or he works in a pathology lab and he likes to fuck the corpses. Ew. And so basically he contracts something from the corpse and passes along to her and she slowly starts to decompose throughout the film. Oh, and wow. yeah, well, she just so can't win, fun. can she? That sounds real funny. No. no, I love it. I think it's such a good movie. And so I was really excited when I saw that she was in the stylist because I, you know, I really like her as an actress because the stylist, while it's classified as a horror film, I would say it's more of a character study, honestly. Um, and then, you know, when she's standing and, 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 and that's to say that I can relate to her. Same. Um, but I kind of do when she freaks out, like sometimes only because like, I'm always crying and <laughs> so mm -hmm. is she, so I think that. Like... Yes. Yes. We know. <laughs> um, this is the first thing yeah. I've seen her in and I was obsessed with her throughout this movie. Like I had to stop halfway because I had to do something, but I really wanted to keep mm -hmm. watching it because I felt, and I felt it was also like a character study, but I think it's a horror movie. I miss those movies from like mid to late 1990s where it was like, maybe it was early 2000s, but like Devil in the Flesh and Crush and those like young girls that are pretty, but also psycho, but you don't know until you get in too deep with them. Um, and this kind of gave me those vibes. I don't think y'all enjoyed it too much, but I actually really liked it. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> for our opinions yeah well we'll get, we'll get into the opinions in a minute um let's just go through the statistics really quick i couldn't find budget or how much the movie made but it did premiere at the fantastic fest in september of 2020 and um was released in u.s for streaming in march of 2021 so you know that that was one of those things where like uh i i for the competition i did both september 2020 and then march 2021 and you know both years and really they um in september of 2020 the only other competition i would say that is of note would be antebellum but for the rest of the year we had the hunt the rental fantasy island which sucked asshole i hated that movie 
host, the grudge, invisible man, possessor, the boy to spree, the babysitter, killer queen, underwater, deep blue sea, part three, the empty man, freak, the wolf of snow hollow, books of blood, the new mutants, you should have left Sputnik, a quiet place too, alone in his house. So, you know, 2020 was a really good year for horror. So I'm not surprised that I overlooked this one. I don't know about y'all if you saw, well, no, Mikey, you said you just saw it. Yeah, it was the first time I saw I, I, I remember it coming out because I really like the poster or the cover art. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, but I just never had the desire to put it on. But I'm glad I yeah, did. And Yahira, yeah, and Yahira, yeah, Yahira, when did you, when did you see it? I just watched it two weeks ago. Oh, okay. So yeah. you've seen it before too. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I remember it coming out and I was getting confused with that other movie that was on Hulu called Bad Hair. So at first I thought this was bad hair, but then upon further research, I realized this is actually a, you know, longer stint of the short film, the stylist. And, and we, we've talked about this before because we've done, we've talked about other uh, shorts that have become longer films and, you know, typically, typically they don't really hold up because you have to get in so much more story. Yeah. And so, Yahara, I know that you said that you had issues with it, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, but it's 105 minutes, a little long. Um, I and I, like you, Mikey, I had to watch in spurts. I watched like an hour, you know, an hour of it one day, and then I finished it last night after recording because, you know, I, at that point, I needed to make sure I was like, oh shit, I'm not gonna have time to watch it today, even though I I got my times mixed up today. I could have finished it today, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but you know, when it came out in 2021 for streaming for everywhere else, I mean, that was a pretty hard year, uh, to come out because 2021 has so many great horror movies. We had old, well, not great. I liked old, but I know a lot of people had an issue with old, but, um, old came out. There's something inside the house, spiral, malignant antlers, the conjuring, the devil made me do it. No one gets out alive. Resident evil. Welcome to raccoon city. Halloween kills Willie's wonderland, the forever purge, Dash cam, escape room tournament champions, last night in Soho, Soho, a house in the bayou, the wrong turn remake, till death, which not remake, reboot, I should say. Till death, Ugh, don't even get me started on the movie. Yeah, so let's keep going. Horror story, <laughs> VHS94 and Jacob's wife. So like a couple of the a lot of these were independent or just straight streaming. And so, you know, there's a lot of competition for this movie. So it is for for a horror film that to become a, from a, a a short, you know, a short to this and then, you know, come out. I, I, I'm just speculating here because there wasn't really a lot of stuff on the film. I mean, when I started res- my research, the only things that you could really see were about the director and like who she was. And like, if you look up pictures, like it's all these pictures of them, like posing, like, ah, like <laughs> <laughs> posing together. So, you know, I think that while I didn't dislike the movie, there were times where I felt like it dragged and only because I think that, again, you're you're trying to stretch, you know, this thing, this, you know, this whole thing out of like something that was only like 10, 15 minutes. So I don't know. Anyway, so um, Yahira, I wanted to hear your thoughts on it because you were talking about it earlier. So what did you think of the stylist? Um, I think it had a lot of potential, but they just didn't execute it. Like, I feel like there's a lot of emptiness. Like, for example, like uh, when she kills, then she just leaves the bodies there. Like yeah. there's nothing, there's no elaboration to anything. 
um especially like when she killed the uh, um the lady of the coffee shop that actually makes me sad because the lady was really nice and yeah. um when she killed her i also thought that that scene was pretty good because she gets into this rage and she just like like start killing it right um i thought all that was great the like the strength and everything looks great but i didn't like how it ended like i didn't like like she just put her in a bag and throw it in the trash yeah. Like, <laughs> I know when she killed the barista I was like there's no way she cleaned all that up because she made such a big mess and it's like there's blood somewhere in that coffee shop <laughs> like they're gonna yeah. find something but I mean it's just you know and she she didn't even pick up the mat like you know no. those mats that you stand on like you gotta mm-hmm. pick those yeah. up and wash it like she could easily just picked it up washed it mop the floor put everything back you know what I mean and then and when just- the brother was looking for the barista for the sister because it was a sister yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, nobody, nobody knows what's happened. And like, nobody looks people's trash. Like, nobody looks at the trash. Like, they're not going to yeah. find the body inside the bag. Like, <laughs> well, and the smell. The body yeah, should have smelled, like... and her basement should have damn well smelled. Yeah. So that's why I was like, yeah, there's a lot of like little emptiness. But I feel like maybe the director didn't focus on that. They didn't care for that type of things. Maybe she just cared more about the psychological things going on, like yeah. how she was feeling. Um, but also there's a lot of like questions about her like like for example like when they asked her oh how was your how was your family like when the that girl that um they're supposed to go with her all the time for her and then she was getting married you know they got together and stuff Olivia and they're chit-chatting yeah Olivia here you go and then chit-chatting and stuff and and she wants to know more about her but she's like so close up she doesn't really want to tell much about her life and nobody knows about her life in general it looks like she just lived by herself um doesn't seem like she has any connection with anybody so it seems like there was a lot of stuff going on mentally for her so yeah yeah. and that's it's definitely a character study and that's the thing like if we were gonna like waste time or you know kill time with the film a great way to put more in it to make it a little more interesting I guess would be to show us like how does she get away with these things right it just seems unrealistic in 2020 that there aren't cameras like nobody would have seen her go into the uh into the coffee shop but i just think it's so clever or, or i guess not clever but just shows how she copes with her her i don't know if it's trauma or her depression or her anxiety or whatever it is that she has i mean she's clearly diagnosed with something right but whatever she has or or how she feels and for those of you who don't know i don't know if we we talked about the recapitation but really quickly uh, this film follows Claire, who is a lonely hairstylist who secretly murders and scalps her clients. When Olivia makes the well-intentioned mistake of asking Claire to style her hair for her wedding, she becomes dangerously obsessed and her sanity starts to slip away with bloody consequences. And the, and the thing is, is you can see Claire struggling because she's always crying, right? I don't think that this is a character who necessarily gets off on what she does i think one she likes the power and two she wants to kind of assume the lives of the people who she is scalping Mm -hmm. right and it sort of reminds me of like a female version of maniac right yeah yeah except she's not violating these women although i feel like there is a very i i feel like she is I, I don't know if she is a lesbian, but I feel like she is. Like, I feel like she has some sort of obsession with Olivia, but it's not just obsessed. Like, she's kind of in love with her. I and don't know. I, I was... don't know. But 
no i go ahead i mean i don't know it could like she maybe not just in love with her maybe just wanting to covet her sort of thing so maybe not necessarily love but anyways mikey go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you okay i'm about to word vomit because i have a lot of thoughts on this movie okay. i i felt the opposite i was like i think they're trying to tell me she's a lesbian but i don't think she's a lesbian i think she's never been close to anybody like a sister or a friend to her when she actually starts to feel that way she loves somebody with her whole heart but like not in a sexual way more in like a, i want to share my life with this person kind of way i mean the only real mm -hmm. sexual thing she did is use the same vibrator as the other girl but you know maybe that doesn't necessarily mean that she's a lesbian um <clears throat> there are definitely and so one of the frustrating things that i can see to your high-risk point is they don't actually tell you why she kills people um and they don't actually like they don't explain anything about it. Like you pretty much have to put the pieces together yourself. And let me preface this by saying, I am not a murderer. So these events did not leave me down the same path as our lonely hairstylist, Claire. But I remember what made me kind of like connect with her is I remember there was a lot of times when I was a kid that I went, you know, we had like a neighborhood gang pretty much, not like in a bad way, but all the kids we had maybe like six or seven kids that were the same age we were all really close and like for some reason all of a sudden they just started alienating me and I remember walking outside one time because I guess my mom told me to go get the mail and we had one of those like community mailboxes and I'm walking out and I see my friend's mom's van drive out and um, I look and I like waved at her and I realized that all of the neighborhood kids were in there except me and they were hiding and they like drove away and so like they went to like Six Flags or something without me and they like very purposefully didn't invite me so it hurt my feelings you know and so there everybody goes through something like that where you have a point in your life where you feel left out you feel like no one really likes you no one wants you around and I feel yeah. she probably had that happen to her many times maybe by family maybe by friends and she's fucking psycho and she knows this and I'm not here to victim blame but this is all Olivia's fault because this movie is about setting your own boundaries. When you ask someone something and they say no, you don't try yeah. to manipulate them to say yes. Oh, but it's my wedding. She's like, I don't do weddings. She's told you twice. Yeah. And then you keep asking her. And then you don't know why she doesn't do weddings, but it's not your business. And the reason why she doesn't do weddings is because she doesn't want to get close to somebody because when she gets close to somebody, she goes psycho. So Olivia, way to go. You buried yourself, you dumb bitch. So... Is this Claire's fault? No, not on my women's march. Um, <laughs> but it's hard to back that up with the fact that she's killing other people unrelated to Olivia. Um, and the people that I wanted her to kill, she didn't even kill. Olivia's a bitchy friends that were like, why did the hair designer come with yeah. her? Bitch. Oh, I was so mad about that. Yeah, I, I thought that she should have killed those friends. Yeah. Because, like 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 when you were telling about like how, how she felt, it is true because she felt like she was having a friend for a moment, you know, especially when they invite mm -hmm. her over and said, Oh, you can come over. Remember when she said, Oh, you can come over and see me on the dress and yeah. we can like talk and stuff, remember? And mm -hmm. so when she came in, she had that feeling it's like, oh, I'm getting close to a person. Because like definitely Olivia was telling her how she feels, like yeah. how like she's not feeling ready for the wedding blah 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 mm -hmm. told her, like told her about her family and so i was like oh so it's getting personal and yeah. then when she and then she feels betrayed because remember when when she went to see her 
And Olivia's like, oh, what are you doing here? And it's like, oh, I thought you needed me or you need something or if you're not ready. And and it's like, listen, and remember, like, it just put her, like, it just pushed her away. So she yeah. technically mm-hmm. was kind of feeling like, oh, so what's up with this? Like, you acted like you were my friend for a moment or you wanted to get close to me. And then now you're just pushing me away. So yeah, it and- makes her trauma or whatever she's going through worse than what it was already in. Yeah. And it, you know, there's different, everybody grows up differently and everybody has different experiences when it comes to friends. That's why I think playing with people's emotions is super wrong because you don't know how people are going to take it. Not everybody had a cookie cutter life when you grow up and you're just kind of like, oh, cool. Yeah. You're rejecting me, even though you're nice to me a second ago. That's fine. I can get over it. Some people can't. And it just, it, I think that's kind of why I have a sensitive spot for it because like you just can't treat everybody like they're the same. Now, granted, going to the extreme of being a serial killer is different. That usually doesn't happen. But it's still like emotions are something not to be played with because you don't know how people are. And you even saw when she invites her up into the wedding to see her in the wedding dress, she didn't even want to stay up there that long. She's like, okay, I'm going back downstairs. Um, and it's because she doesn't want to get too close to her because she knows what's going to happen. And um, uh-oh, I lost what I was going to say. Um. It's fine. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, too, is that when you deal, like there was a part in the film where she was bringing wine over mm-hmm. and she's panicking in the liquor store because of all the choices and she doesn't want to. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, it's sad. It's just really heartbreaking watching. And like I, like I said, that I feel like this is more of a character study because she's not... She seemingly in the outside, she has everything put together. I mean, she has her own house, right? She's got this yeah. cute little dog, great hair. <laughs> I love her outfits, great earrings. Like, oh, she loves nice. that mustard color. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> I know, love that dress, actually. I, did I was too. like, that looks really nice. I even told Doug, I said, do you think that would, that would look good on me? And Doug said, if you find one, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, Doug. Yeah. I three Doug. Gosh, Doug. Small. I know. So, anyway, I Doug. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like with the dress and everything or the way that she dresses and she's very particular and, you know, most of us can relate to her because I don't just put on the first thing, like put on an outfit and I go, I change like four or five times before I leave. I do that all the time yeah. and I, I'm not comparing myself to her. And I would always also like to preface the fact that I'm not a serial killer, despite popular <laughs> belief, but you know, I get, I, I, I understood her and that was, I think that's what's scary about this film or the scariest part about this film is that we all can sort of relate to her and it's kind of like in the same vein as Carrie, but Carrie's more, Carrie's victimized, obviously, Yeah. but she's kind of weird too. She's isolated. She's this, she's that, but you know, when Carrie gets her comeuppance, we all cheer for her. The difference here with, with Claire, and she kind of looks like my friend, Claire. Claire, sorry. Um, like the difference with Claire is that we're not cheering for any of the, well, except for, you know, I honestly, I didn't care for Olivia. So Olivia could have gone or whatever, but I really didn't get, get annoyed when she killed the barista because I feel like the barista gave her the attention that she, you know what I mean? That she so desperately needed. Like the woman didn't know her, obviously know her, but knew her name, knew her coffee, knew when she was bothered by something. And like, you know, clearly there's lots of OCD there because 
when there's a spot on something, she fucking freaks the fuck oh, out. Oh, I know. <laughs> she spilled the drink on like, at the club. I was like, yeah, something's wrong. Oh, I know. It was just, it was so like, ah, uh, and then, uh, you know, the blood on the shoe, obviously. And, but it, you know, and I thought it was because of it was blood, but it could have been anything on her shoe and she would have mm-hmm. been freaking out like that until she fixed it. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I'm the same way. Like I get, you know, until I fix something, I fixate on it. Right. And so, you know, I just think it's, I think it's kind of heartbreaking, but what a good ending though. Oh, I know. What a good ending. I mean, I know. If you love or hate this movie, that ending was everything. <laughs> it was, that was great. It was so fucked up because like you said, well, actually you didn't say it. I thought you said it, but you didn't. Olivia didn't necessarily do anything to deserve that. But again, like when you push someone and you don't know the reasoning for not doing something, you know, it's like, well, you kind of made her do that, but maybe don't kill her and wear her hair at the wedding um but it was like just the scene (laughs) itself was kind of fucked up and I was like oh my god I live for that um and then the little girl she was like that was the purest relationship in the whole movie is Claire with the little girl I don't I don't know if it was Olivia's niece or what when she does her hair when she is when she's accepted the fact that these women are not gonna like her or be her friend and so she's like hey little girl you want your hair done and they have like that cute moment and you know then they smile at each other at the end I was like that's the next Claire <laughs> yeah wait for the sequel yeah, with no, her sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, it, and it was just it was so good because you know she had the hair on and I like I, I don't know if it was meant like if this was this was like intentional or if this is how these people look but did you notice that Olivia and the fiance they were both these goofy looking people like they had these weird garish like qualities to them and it was just odd and so like especially the fiance and I'm like is this like yeah. what is this, is this the boyfriend I mean? the boyfriend <laughs> slash fiance definitely was odd I felt like Olivia they just dressed her down because really her hair you couldn't do anything with so I felt like when they actually when it came time for her to do what she had to do which was fix her hair they're like okay put makeup on her now and so she like looks prettier than realizing it was just not just her hair um but that was just me um but yeah the husband fiance boyfriend whatever was was a choice and I felt like for a while they weren't (laughs) showing his face for a a while was I the only one that felt like that yeah, they weren't, and that was I, that, yeah. And I don't know why. I I feel too that they didn't have anything in common, like oh yeah, like the the boyfriend and her, they didn't have anything in common. So it was kind of like okay, they're getting married, but I mean yeah, okay, and cool. It was very and clear. From I the like and we're not meant for each other. Yeah, I I like when like um you know when she's desperately to get um to get her hair done right, and yeah. then I was like, but she her hair is so short like. Yeah. What can you do? And then like, and then when she does something, and she goes, and you know how they do it, like they when they do the shot, they do it so slowly, right? And she's doing the hair, and mm-hmm. it looks so like epic. And then when they shows her the the mirror, she's like, and I was like, you kind of look the same. Like, yeah, I don't see we, put some, we put some waves and a half ponytail in your hair, and you know, <laughs> call it a yeah. It wasn't that great of a of a hairstyle to begin with. Like I feel like they should have put a wig on her and made her like with you know more hair and like kind of yeah. whatever. And then the way Olivia kept looking at herself like, oh, and I'm like, oh, 
Here we also, go. <laughs> the dress, the wedding dress from the back was not fitted properly. Like, it made her look really yeah. big in the back. I mean, the pretty, in the front, it was pretty. But when she would, when they would do the shots of her in the back, I was like, ooh, took it back to the tailor. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and that's the thing. It was just, I mean, you know, because I've been married. Maria Hire is married. Like, you know, you know how it is, like, with weddings. And so I just thought that some of the, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess that the wedding, the wedding is probably the, you know, I'm glad that all of that happened at the wedding because it was such a big reveal, you know, when he puts up the, yeah, the veil or whatever, like, I love that. Right. But I don't know. I, I think that we probably could have gotten more out of this if she, we just kind of focus more on Claire and like her day to day, like what she's, thinking and like that's her and then maybe it would be easier for us to understand like what's going on with her right with yeah we're just speculating like we don't know what's happening and, yeah because um, it definitely does drag for a bit like there's parts in the movie that are kind of draggy um you're kind of like okay get it um but yeah definitely i think the last scene too what i like the most is the way they shot it towards the end when like they took the bell on and then everybody's reaction and that's that's what they did like when they shot it they shot it like every single person's reaction in a slow motion mm -hmm. so i was like oh i love that that was actually pretty interesting and i like when the friends all this yeah <laughs> like it's just so funny it's so funny you're like wow like okay i like this like the end was the best okay they save it for for the end i get it like they save the whole thing for the end and it makes complete sense right and she's bleeding you know mm -hmm. and everybody's running and screaming and then she just look and then they just shot her on her like you just do a shot on her and she's just looking like this like what's wrong like why is everybody leaving like i'm not doing anything wrong no <laughs> yeah. she's bleeding all here you know what like, have y'all seen have y'all seen the movie excision i have i seen that no. I, a... a, I think i i oh, know go ahead no i was just gonna say it has like a similar type vibe as an ending um and i kept thinking about that when i was watching <laughs> stella's yeah, seen and it then, yeah stella's seen it and then that's the thing it's not it's not totally out of left field, but it's just, I think what, you know, I agree with you, Hira, the way that it was shot, I think made it that much more visceral, made it that much more intense. And so I think that like, you know, the, this actress in particular is really good at showing these emotional, like ups and downs of characters because the same sort of she's kind of like the same kind of character and contracted like she's mm -hmm. very desperate and contracted she's in love with her girlfriend she wants to get back with her girlfriend doesn't want her like it's a whole thing and i just think that um like i i think that these types of characters are always so interesting because it's like you know you you want to think of them as evil and you want to be like whatever but you kind of like them right and yeah. I don't know. It's just, I love that. And that's the one thing about horror. I think that you you can love these characters because it's not like watching Dahmer or watching a Ted Bundy special or whatever. And cause you never feel for them, right? Like you don't yeah. care for these people because, you know, this one, it did really happen. And two, it's, it's you know, it's not, it's not the same, I guess. Like this well, is horror, she's, so she doesn't sense. have like a, what I kind of like is she doesn't really have like a suit. I mean, from what we've seen, she didn't have like a super high body count. She kills maybe like three people in the movie. 
Um, which is fine mm-hmm. because I don't know if I've said anything, but scalping is like one of the things that I can't watch. I mean, I was able to, to handle it here, but for some reason, ever since I was in middle school, we learned what it was from like, you know, back in the native days, I guess. I don't even know if that's where it originated from, but <laughs> that's what they told us. Um, I just could not imagine what that felt like. And so the big, the first one that happened was really hard for me to get through. Um, but the other two, they didn't really, well, we, we know what happened to the bar- barista, but you know, and, and um, the scariest part, because it, it wasn't like a scary movie. I, yeah, I think it's horror, definitely. Um, you know, horror of the mind, horror of society. But a part, the part that like really like fucked me up is the very end right before the wedding is when she was like, Olivia, I don't run. And she's like crying. And because Olivia asked her earlier if she likes to run. And she said, yeah, because she was planning on becoming her running buddy. And then yeah. like they end up kind of falling apart. She's like, I don't run. She's like, uh, what? And then she's like crying harder. And she's like, I don't run. And at first I was like, this is kind of funny. Like, are they going to become best friends and laugh about it afterwards? And then the last time, the last time she says, I don't run. I was like, oh, she's going to kill her. Um, yeah. And that fucked me up. Cause I was like, oh, I know. I was so, and that's the thing. Like, there are really good parts to this movie and it's just a shame that it drags because I think that if it didn't have those those boring, like, because, you know, and I always gauge it on, if a movie is interesting me enough, I'm, I don't get on my phone. And I probably got on my phone a few times because, like, oh, we're back at the salon. <laughs> oh, we're back here. Like, you know, I, I get that they're trying to establish who she is, right? But, like, also at the same time, like, just get to the fucking point. I think that the, because, and the club, you know, I think it was more interesting watching her struggle struggle. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I want to see more kills. I want to see, like, I want to see how she keeps everything like, you know, whatever in her basement and like, how the hell did she get that house? Like what? (laughs) She's just a hairdresser. Right. I mean, and if she's killing all her clients, she's not getting repeat clients. So how is she making all this money? Like, yeah. And how does she choose who she kills? Like, the first woman, it was pretty set early on that she was going to kill her because she locks them in, I think. Yeah. And then, and she puts them, like, you can tell when she's pouring the wine that she's going to do something. Yeah. And also, too, that once, once she mentions that she's having an affair, I think that was when it kind of solidified. Well, I thought that too. Intent. I thought that too, but also I felt like, okay, she killed her because she doesn't know her. Because the whole thing about her being a stylist is that she doesn't get close to the people that she works with. So maybe it's kind of like a Dexter thing where she has like an addiction to killing. So she meets people that she doesn't know and kills them. <laughs> so she doesn't like feel she bad has about an arch. it. Like she has an arch to do it. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, oh, I have to do it. And then also the first victim, she was just somebody random that yeah. is not even from that city. She just came there for business or whatever um, to see the older person, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so she probably thought in herself, like, who's going to look for her? You know, why does it really matter? Like, there was nothing here. Like, there's no connection. There's nothing. So, yeah. 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 And, and that's why, the, you know, because with the barista, you could tell that she was panicking because she was seeing these things all over. And, you know, obviously, but nothing came of it. And that was, that was the thing, too. Like, nothing's coming of this. Like, why even get into the fact that we're talking about you know people are looking for this woman and the satin third but i kind of feel like it fizzles out right like 
I think that it would have probably been more effective if like they were just in time of like catching her or something or like somebody realized and maybe she killed that person because when she goes to kill the director the writer director that tattoo chick I don't know what the hell was going on but why did she go over there who was that person to her and why did she go over and kill her I don't even know like I must have missed something no no there was missing points in the movie there was like things that you're like okay what does this to what like yeah. yeah, she just shows up at the chick's door and I was like, well, maybe the director just wanted to put herself in there. I don't know. But <laughs> like she shows up at her door, kills her and then leaves. And then then it's the wedding. So I, I must have I, I don't know. I guess I could go revisit it. But I was just really I was confused by that. <laughs> yeah, it was anyway. a little out of out of left field. I think she just went to the I think what they were trying to say is she went to the next house and just banged on the door whenever whatever. happened. Oh, OK. Well, you know, and that's, you know, another little problem I have with it. But all in all, I would say that, you know, we're going to say it's a slashic, trashic, or classic, or whatever. Like, I would probably say it's, I would say it's like, maybe trashic. Like, it's good, but I wouldn't, um, do I think it's like, oh, it's like, I'm going to rewatch it 50 times? No. (laughs) Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. It's good, but it's not on par with some of the classics we have in the slashic Mm -hmm. section. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, I would recommend it's on Shutter if you want to stream it. Um, You don't have to, but if it's something that you're interested in, I know that we, we give a lot of spoilers in this episode. So if you have not seen it yet, sorry for spoiling it. Yeah, (laughs) but but you you just reminded me. Go back and watch it, yeah. I had a one of the thoughts I had that this movie one of the reasons why this movie probably isn't like talked about or well known is because like it's going to be hard to find an audience for this because you have a traditionally like Mm. male genre like I know there's a bunch of women out there that like horror yes I understand but most of the horror fans are going to be male men and this movie is geared more towards a feminine side and not just like a feminine side there's a bunch of feminist horror movies but I feel this is like you know how they have the term lipstick lesbian it's almost like a lipstick horror movie like yeah it's even more (laughs) segmented into like women that are like into hair and things like that like pretty things and stuff and so it to me I feel like there's a very small amount of people that are actually gonna like this aesthetically and so Mm -hmm. like you know I I can't see like one of my my horror bros seeing this trailer or the poster and being like oh yeah man let's put that on um I don't know that was just a thought that I had I was like this is a really small audience that they're trying to reach I mean it worked for me maybe it's made for gay men I found the audience never mind I cracked the code (laughs) don't fall asleep like he he's like oh I want you with you and then like half of the movie he was dead sleep snoring so there you go do I I prove my point yeah and then he even said to me he's like so slow like and then he's dead okay which is hoping great but then after that what leads to what like (laughs) he's like no and oh and then he even said he's like this movie seems that they're just like fanning their knots over it like it's it's (laughs) no like I was like Yes. Oh, I can and see then he said, "Oh, this this is more like an eight movie. She's she's this is an eight movie." And I was like, "What does that mean?" Like, yeah, this is an eight. And yeah, and I was laughing. I was like, "So you're meaning this is more like a girly movie?" And then he's like, "Yeah, this is a girly movie." And I'm like, okay. "Yeah, it really is. I think so." You know? Yeah. I mean, there's there's some depth to it. That's the thing. It's not just it's slow burn, and I do like a slow burn. I normally do. This one, I think. This one was whatever. Yeah, I guess it would be one of my movies, but sorry, Doug. 
that's why we didn't invite Doug on this episode. So I'm really, I'm really glad that we got to have Yahira because, you know, we like Yahira's like so involved in the show, everyone. And so, you know, the fact that we've never really had her on an episode, I think it was, it was a lot of fun. So we'd love to have you again sometime on a, on a cool friends episode or, or just, you know, Patreon bonus or whatever we do a group. Yeah, whenever you're available, we can do another Thrust Leches yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, I actually really I... enjoy it because I was like, yeah, I watch these movies all the time anyways. Yeah. We're going to play Bitty Bitty Bum Bum at the end. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the Slashers uh, theme song, but a mariachi cover. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, so with that, we're coming at the end of the episode. Um, I just wanted to plug a few things. I, I mean, Brenda, thank you for, you know, choosing this because it was something that I have not seen yet before. And I think that it was, it, it was nice to kind of watch something new for a change. Cause I feel like all of us are sort of pigeonholed. Well, not Mikey, Mikey, you go see new things all the time. And I think you know, Diana mm-hmm. I do, but I'd never, for me, it never feels like I has, I have any time because I spend so much time doing research for the show, doing the show, editing the show, you know, putting the show on scheduling for the show like watching movies for the show that I never really get to watch anything new or anything that is different from deviates from anything to do with the show so it was nice to kind of see something different for a change because it would have sat in my list forever and I probably wouldn't watch it for another couple of years so. yeah as you're forced to watch five trauma movies uh and then hairstylist yeah. at the end um Doug where can we go to sign up for our Patreon I mean not Doug <laughs> Mikey, I was like, uh, where can we go to? Sign- like Doug's not here. Mikey, where can we go to sign up for our Patreon? I thought you, you were go- gonna answer. You were actually like you were questioning me, and then I was like, I don't know that answer. I know. I was like, I was looking at Mikey, around. like Mikey, Mikey, answer. You know, like, this fly, just goes. the mic over to Doug. <laughs> this is another instance where you know Yahira and Adam, both Doug and I's brujas have both confused me and Doug when it comes to our Instagram stories. So this is just another case of that. Um, but if you want to sign up for Patreon and support us monetarily, you can sign up at patreon.com slash slasherspod. If you want merchandise like t-shirts, mugs, coffee cans, I don't know what else is there. Uh, go <laughs> dental to dams. <laughs> dental dams, coffee cans and dental dams. Sign up at slasherspod.redbubble.com. You can find Aid on Instagram at pathologically ade, or me at horror and a half shell, or Yahira at oh you have numbers. What is yours again? Yahi forty five. Yahi forty five. That's Y A J I forty five. Yes. Oh, you can also find her on B Movie TV. What do you host again? Saturday night. Yeah, I host Saturday night there's at ten p.m. on Saturdays. Yes, and then Doug, uh, Friday Night Action on Fridays, and Cinema Doug's not here on Sundays. If Doug wanted a promo, now, he should have been here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know, well, he's tagging us in all the Friday Night Action shit. Oh, wait, it is Friday. I'm like, why are they tagging us? <laughs> uh, uh, hey, if Patreon members, if you want to do a live stream of Friday Night Action or Saturday Night Terrors, let us know. Then we don't oh, have to pick a movie. A we'll fun. just watch it, whatever it is together on BBB TV. <laughs> Must have a Roku to participate. Yeah, there will be a new episode for me tomorrow. So it's a new episode tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> looking know. forward to I'm it. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So I'm well, so glad that I we got to have you here and here finally, Yahira. So you're always welcome back on the show. And if you guys are like excited to have to see more of Yahira or to hear more from Yahira, just let us know, and we'll you know we'll just pressure her. On we'll think about it. Fine. Um. Yes, we'll think about it, Mikey and me. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> 
Um, so we're coming up at the end of the hour. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you guys. Um, this is our last Patreon pick episode, but for the rest of our Patreon members, you know, there's more than just the, the six that we did. So, you know, if any of you are listening and you want to hear something, just, you know, let me know. You can message me on Instagram or message the podcast on Instagram or Facebook, and we'd be happy to oblige. It just won't, probably won't come up very soon, but we'll pepper it in where we can. And um, with that, I guess I'll say goodbye and good die. Goodbye. Good die. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Poots. What's his name? Gun. Um, thank you. Ninja Ninja. What's there's uh, one more, you. isn't there? Oh, my mom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank, thank you, you Miss AIDS mom. And thank you guys for inviting me. Yes. Always happy to have you. It won't be the last time. Yay. Yay. Okay, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, and thanks, Dan, for flushing the toilet behind me while I was speaking. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah. All right. Goodbye and good day.